Hey guys, it's Amy here and welcome to the first episode of The Strong Girls Club with me and Rachel. Make sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Strong Girls Club. I hope you enjoy this episode, um, which is all around our goals for this year. Um, and let us know what you think. Cheers! <laughs> everyone and welcome to the first episode of strong girls club our new podcast i'm amy and i'm rachel and we are best buddies that met over on instagram and have now just been joined at the virtual hip don't you think yeah 100 percent. i think you messaged me back in march or april about the tone and sculpt app and ever since i think we've literally spoke to each other every day so we are truly best buds from Instagram. Literally, I think I speak to you more than I speak to my own fiance. Yeah, yeah same. I think I speak to you more than I speak to my husband. So there we go. True love. True love over on Insta. The truest love. You were my, technically, my first ever internet uh, romance. Oh, you too. I never used Tinder or anything. So <laughs> you're my first like internet dating sensation. Oh my god, isn't that amazing? Um, you might know us because we're both Tone and Sculpt ambassadors, um, and obviously do a lot of work on Instagram together. Um, we did our live workouts, so we thought, why not carry that on and have some chatty series talking all things strong women fitness and anything else we fancy talking about yeah Um, 100 percent. why not and hopefully we'll cover some bits and bobs that will help help you on your journey um and share some insight because you've both come from very different places um but hopefully that means that everyone has something to relate to yeah 100 percent. so first off how was your christmas and new year rachel uh, different than normal, obviously, with all the restrictions going on in the UK, it's not easy to see family. So instead of seeing lots of people this year, it was a lot smaller um, because we have a baby who's under one. We were allowed to have a little support bubble. So we were a lot luckier than some people, but it was just a bit weird. And then New Year, I think this is the first New Year I haven't been out in eight or nine years. Just stayed at home, had a little takeaway, watched a movie. Was a bit mad, really. Yeah. Mine. How was yours? Yeah, mine was good. I mean, obviously, my plans all got changed at the last minute because of lockdown, so I didn't see any of my family or Ben's family. But again, super, super lucky to live with two of my best pals. So we just had um, a friendless Christmas and New Year. Um, yeah, so had some drinks, enjoyed a diet break, and. Um, yeah, just chilled out. I really needed a time off work. But more importantly, that family photo of you guys by the tree in your matching PJs. I know, we're just the cutest, aren't we? Poor Ben. I was like, you have to just put these on now. We'll take a picture. It doesn't matter if people see. We're cute. I just had to do it. I was like, as soon as we've got a baby, we're going matching PJs and we're sharing it. Literally, I had a, I messaged you. I was like, that is the cutest thing I've <laughs> Been all day like oh my god so cute and it was Evie's first Christmas um was it really really special as special as it could be I guess 
Yeah, so obviously when she's only nine months old, so she doesn't really understand at the moment, but it's quite nice for us because she's sort of the focus of everyone and it gives everyone something to smile about, which is nice. Um, she just doesn't really get it. It was a normal day to her. She got some new toys, which I'm sure she liked for two seconds and then um, just moved on. But I think when she gets to sort of next Christmas, she'll be nearly two. So I think that'll be more exciting. But yeah, it was lovely. Yeah. Oh, um, very, very nice. So we thought this episode, we could just talk about three goals that we both are setting for 2021 and how you know, time frames, motivation, everything that we're going to go, especially um, as we're literally in January now. Um, and it's my first day back at work. And obviously a few things are changing for you, Rach, as well. So yeah. um, do you want to kick off? What's your first goal for 2021? Um, so I think for me, the first thing that I want to do is pass my PT course and then do the pre and postnatal training. Um I wanted to do a PT course in 2020, but being pregnant and going on maternity leave, obviously it's just a bit hard on the funds. So um, I've saved up instead and I'm going to do it in 2021. Um, If you do follow either of us on Instagram, you'll know fitness is hugely important to both of us and sharing fitness content and advising people. Although I've done a lot of research on my own, having the qualification just gives you a little bit more you know yeah is that a good word um and it just makes you feel a little bit more secure to give people advice on some things and then with pre and postnatal I just struggled massively after having Evie with finding content that was useful or made sense and was sort of simple to follow and I know everyone's different but it was just impossible and a minefield to actually know what to do so hopefully if I can get that I can share some good quality information for women who have babies and who are pregnant to help them out yeah 100% I don't think because obviously I've never had a baby and actually like none of my friends who are like into fitness have either so I wouldn't even know where to start mm-hmm. like where to yeah it's hard yeah so um I think that's going to help so many people like and I did my PT qualification like back in well 2015 and again it was just to educate myself and to make sure I was doing things right but it it helped me so much and then going forward the way that you can help others from that I think and I also think you'd just be amazing PT anyway you know so much already it's literally another I think it's just one of those things where I do know a lot from sort of personal experience and just like reading and watching things a lot I've spent a lot of the last couple of years like really trying to learn things for myself um but it's just having sort of, it's more the anatomy knowledge and things like that and the movement knowledge yeah. that's quite difficult to learn if you don't do the qualification. So I think having that behind you just gives you sort of, you feel a bit more comfortable to say to someone, no, you're not doing that right or whatever. So that's kind yeah. of it. And um, I just, I love fitness. So whatever it turns into, having the qualification, even if it's just to help me. Yeah, that's so exciting. Are you, do you know when you're roughly going to plan to do it this year? Have you decided, or is it still like I'm going to do it this year, but got things to sort out first? So I need to go back to work in three weeks. Um, my maternity leave has finished, so that's a little bit scary. So I think I just need to see what it's like at work and doing the stuff on Instagram because I feel like that's picked up a lot more for me since I went on maternity leave. 
um yeah. like postings become a bit more important to me and I want to keep growing over there so I just need to see how those things fit together first and then obviously with having a family so I think I just need to see what things are like when I'm back at work just to gauge time and then I think I'll probably start in February hopefully oh, and yeah. I'm hoping to to pass both of them this year so I'm hoping if I can do my PT course quite quickly then do the pre and postnatal one by the end of 2021 be qualified in both yeah amazing I mean that is the best thing about PT courses um is that a lot of it is self-study so it's all up to you how quick you do it mm. uh, yeah that's it's thing. a lot easier for me that way because some days I'm really tired some days I'm not as tired so I can fit it in and it's just like to be honest I'd rather just get it done because I'd rather spend you know six weeks I don't know if you could do it in six weeks but six weeks of nights like studying and be done do you know what I mean so yeah I did mine level two and three in like eight and it would but I did it full time over the weekend so I did mm -hmm. it I was there at like eight till eight on a Saturday Sunday um yeah, yeah, yeah. doing it um so it was like a full-time course but yeah I think you can definitely do it that's exciting and what's your first one um I guess my first one is gonna have to be the one that's gonna be done quickest so I guess that's getting on stage in March for the PCA oh. and my aim is to just not look out of place I'm not <laughs> planning on winning anything or anything like that I'm just just to get on stage and and do it and not look like I don't belong I think that's that's my first goal for this year it's been god what's it been nine weeks prep already mm -hmm. and so I've got 11 weeks till till that bikini gets put on and I get tanned within an inch of my life um so yeah that's well, probably so it. scary but so, I think it's so scary but so exciting and you're definitely not going to look out of place you are looking tip top oh thanks mate and you've got another nine weeks uh, 11 weeks to yeah. go i know 11 yeah yeah don't take two weeks of prep away from me god um, sorry <laughs> it's literally so do you think you're gonna do it again um i don't know is the answer i don't know i i don't think so it was i was always a plan just to do it once like mm. the one thing in my life type of thing but never say never I guess um maybe at another point I think for me the whole point of this was to show where I started last year again if if you haven't followed me or Rachel um you can on Instagram but anyone that's been there from the beginning especially of last year knows how far I've come and I think I just wanted to show that anyone could do this I think we have a real um, like preconceived conception of of the type of people that can go and do bodybuilding or bikini and stuff like that. And actually, my biggest thing is to prove that you can literally do anything if you put your mind to it and the work in, obviously. Um, so that's kind of what I want. That's my aim, regardless of, yeah, like anything else. If I step on stage and can show people that no matter where they are in their journey they could get to that place if they wanted to then I think I'll be I'll be proud and I would have done a good job um, yeah I get what you I mean I think it's it's a good reason to do it to get on stage just to show you that actually 
you don't need to be a certain size when you start or whatever you can achieve what you want and I think as well getting down to sort of like even near stage lean is ridiculous like it's I mean it's hard so it is hard and like I'm not gonna lie like I have had to give up a lot of nice nice foods that I like Mm. and you're not allowed to drink you're not allowed to like it take it does in the like not to put anyone off but it takes over your life you know I have to get up super super early to go on fasted walks to come back mm. and now do posing practice and then I'm eating like six seven meals a day um which is a lot like I'm never hungry it's weird I'm never hungry but I'm not eating like massive calories. I'm eating small meals just very frequently, but I'm like drinking a lot, like four liters of water minimum a day. Um, And when I work out, so I obviously am training with my friend who she's already really super lean anyway. So we're both working to the same goal, but like at a very different, from a very different angle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like she has a, the biggest thing for her is that she's trying to put size on and muscle on. So she's eating like, you know, she's about 64 kilograms and she's eating so much food. Like I don't know how she's, where she's putting it. <laughs> um, but also like, but then we do massive work. Our workouts are like two hours long. And then I then have to do hit on top of that as well, as well as fasted walks and hit 15,000 steps a day. And that's before I've even, I haven't even got into the nitty gritty of like being six, six weeks out yet. Oh my God. It's, I think that's the thing. People look at competitors and think it's really easy, but actually the hard work that goes behind it, it is basically your life for like four months, isn't it? And it, that's, a, that isn't, it isn't that long, but it is that long. So it's just yeah, crazy. Massively like you have to I think this is the thing you have to like commit to it 110 percent otherwise one you're going to hate the process so much more and two you're not going to get the results and I think that's what I think every time I'm like oh do I really have to go for this walk I think this is the walk that will make the difference like and I just have Mm -hmm. to keep reminding myself of that but yeah so that's probably my first goal is just to get through it and be proud get that bikini on yeah, and you're gonna do it. You're you're gonna get there, and it's gonna be epic. Oh, and you'll hopefully be there to. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Oh, COVID allows us. Well, yeah, hopefully. hopefully. If it, oh yeah, let's not think like that. Um, what is your second goal, Rachel? So I think for me this year, one of the big things that I want to do. So I'm still losing my baby weight, which. It's fine. I'm only 10 months postpartum and I'm pretty close to my pre-baby weight. Um, but you I want to lose a bit more. Incredible. <laughs> Carry on. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I'm still not actually at where I was before I had the baby, um, which is fine. Like, it really doesn't bother me. Um, I'm not that. I'm not the type of person that's fussed about the scales, really. It's mm-hmm. not like I've just learned to see it as like a sort of piece of data yeah rather than anything else I think so I'm not bothered about what my weight is but I'm trying to get down to a specific body fat and then after that I want to try and bulk to build up a lot of muscle so that I can do a bikini competition next year because my issue at the moment yeah my issue at the moment is I 
don't have that much muscle in some places so I definitely need to build up before I do it because I would quite like to win I'm not gonna lie to you (laughs) (laughs) yeah well there is no I mean I'd love to win I'd love to to get there and smash it and be like first time ever and got come away with a medal but um we'll see I guess I don't want to say I won't but I think I think to be honest, once you've gone through the process, just getting on stage like is a proud will be a proud moment. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the other thing for me is it's about the dedication because the thing that I struggle with more, like working out doesn't phase me at all. Like I could work out every day of the week and be quite happy. Um, I don't have a problem with getting workouts done. It's the food element that I struggle with. Yeah. So I think doing something like a prep and being able to stick to something like a meal plan or whatever for that amount of time would be a huge um, accomplishment for me. And that's the same thing for doing a bulk because I've spent, I've just spent years being afraid of food, which I think stems from being diagnosed with IBS when I was quite young. Yeah. And being in quite a lot of pain and discomfort, sort of 11 years old, having to miss a lot of school and things like that. Yeah, right. Has just sort of almost made me afraid of quite a lot of foods and I don't think it's I don't even think it's afraid of the weight I think it's just afraid of food um so I think being able to actually do like a bulk and put muscle on will be a huge accomplishment for me like not doing it by eating like loads of crap basically like a clean bowl yeah Yeah, like I just want to want to go into it and just basically increase my portion sizes of what I eat now. Like, I don't want to start eating, like, anything crazy. It's just sort of be, be controlled. Do you know what I mean? I just, yeah, that would be a huge accomplishment for me if I could do that. Yeah. I mean, like, I get that. I think we should do a whole other episode on, like, food, especially, yeah. like, you have quite severe IBS and then mm-hmm. I have I have IBS as well, probably not as bad as yours, but I think my fear of food is completely different. So I think it would mm-hmm. actually be, I think that's a whole another episode that we can definitely go on and hopefully like people can submit some questions. I think nutrition is like, it's a whole other box, isn't it? Like it is yeah. a minefield and everyone's so individual. So that's definitely something I think we should go into for sure. Yeah, I think. I think we both have some good knowledge on nutrition that we could share. And I think we both have struggled with lots of different things. I mean, because mine's not just IBS related. We'll go into it in the, in the episode. But yeah. there's lots of things I've struggled with with nutrition. And I think lots of it stems from just not being educated properly. So we could definitely help a few people, I think. Yeah, 100%. I think there's some, especially for me, there's some real traditional um, fears in there. So I think... Um, and how I've overcome them so yeah we'll mm-hmm. definitely do that um so that's a great one a cut and a bulk you're gonna get so strong I think you look so great now I literally cannot wait to see what you're gonna look like yeah I'm really excited actually I think I I don't think I look bad now I think that's the one thing I want to say it's not coming from a place where I'm like I hate how I look it's that I want to achieve a body goal that I've wanted to achieve for quite a while and maybe just not known how to do it until maybe the last like year or so yeah and I think, I think it's, sorry you go no you yeah I was just gonna say I think people you don't grow muscle overnight like there's a process and in order to grow muscle you have to eat in surplus like you're gonna have to 
you have to do that and that that's just how it works and um yeah I think I just haven't ready to be uncomfortable with that until now and I think as well when I was sort of cutting down in 2019 to get married I thought I remember looking at myself in the mirror and thinking like oh I look really great and now looking back at pictures I actually think that I just sort of look like I look very very skinny but I don't look strong and there's nothing wrong with that like I don't think that's a bad body type to have like if you're skinny it's great like you know you have the body type that you like but for me now I'm sort of like looking at myself now and I'm like I personally think I look so much better having gained muscle because of my newbie gains from not working out when I was pregnant (laughs) (laughs) which is what the majority of it's come from um so yeah it's just newbie gains you don't get gains like that again no I know I'm loving it just (laughs) loving my newbie gains um so yeah it's just I think it's one of those things for me where it's just getting to a body type that I've wanted for a really long time not really knew known how to do it before and now I think having to take a step back from training and like listening to people and like learning for myself has made me realize that I'm just gonna have to make myself uncomfortable yeah you know do a bulk for you know however long do a try and do a clean bulk as much as I can and yeah if I can get the end of this year having cut back down to maybe sort of I mean I think at the moment I'm like 23% body fat so if I get to the to that by the end of the year having gained more muscle I'd be very very happy yeah definitely I know you can do it I hope so yeah I feel like I um if anyone hasn't watched my video of why resilience sums up my year of 2020 go and be prepared to cry but um, I think yeah I think I've built up quite a lot of strength this year from all the challenges that have been thrown at all of us yeah 100% yeah that video go watch it check out Rachel's page um I'll put her details in the caption anyway but um yeah I it took me a moment to get through that I had to um you've you've been through so much and like I'm so proud of you so yeah and I'll never stop being proud of you it was tough it was a really hard video to to make and actually like when I watched it back I was like oh my god it's and I'm like it's just it's just a really difficult subject to talk about because it was just so emotional like and I wasn't able to talk about it until December and I was still yeah. a mess. Um, so if you, if someone had tried to talk to me about that in August, like I just couldn't get the words out. It's not that yeah. I don't want to share with people. It's just, it's an extremely painful memory, I would say. Yeah, I think, yeah, for context, um, it's all about Rachel's journey <clears throat> through like going as lockdown, having Evie and like there's so much more to it than that. But I definitely think that is probably another episode, Rach, because yeah, that's like, another one. <laughs> it's so eye-opening, and I think, yeah, like it was really, really raw, and I think that's the side that people don't get to see very often, and and um, I think that it, I mean, it was empowering to me, and I not had a kid, I don't have that, you know, I've got nieces and nephews, but I think it's really, really different when you're a parent, um, and also just in this situation in general so um yeah I had lots of people message me saying that it helped them a lot and I think it's just sometimes you just need to see that actually it's not it's not all sunshine and roses like it looks on Instagram like I try and be as real as I can but let's all be honest we all share generally like 
the more positive things because that's what you want to talk about and it's not that you're trying to hide things or it's not that you're trying to not be real but you don't want to go online and be like this is rubbish this is rubbish this is rubbish you want to like try and make people feel better don't you and that makes me feel better like helping people makes me feel better so it's like yeah it's something I think not many people do share just I don't think it's people being dishonest I think it's just you want to yeah I don't think it's a it's a hard thing to let people into somewhere where you feel vulnerable like Mm. a lot of the time with things that obviously make you emotional or or have to show like true true feelings like that is a really vulnerable moment so to share that and be comfortable in sharing that is like rare because I think there's a difference between being negative and then showing a raw moment yeah sure yeah there's a lot of footage of me crying on my camera now (laughs) (laughs) honestly like that was cut down (laughs) yeah everyone saw I was a mess it's just I think it's just because it was the first time I'd spoken about it like obviously when it was going on like people knew and it's like I said in the video no one could do anything to help I think that's what made it so much worse you weren't allowed to see people like you know the government was literally telling you you can't see anyone and there's I think I said in the video like there's only so much you can FaceTime people oh yeah it just doesn't make you feel better (laughs) yeah that comes to a point like you need actual contact you know there was nothing like when we got out that first lockdown for me like and I finally got to see my like mum for the first time in us since the beginning of the year like there was nothing like that first hug is there so yeah a hundred percent um so we'll do a whole episode on that for sure because I think it's something that we really need to share and speak about um prep yourself with tissues (laughs) yeah I will (laughs) tissues um so second goal for me I guess is another fitness based one is to complete my first marathon my second marathon first god my second marathon in September um wow it was meant, that's exciting yeah, it was meant to happen this year last year god what year are we in 2021 last yeah. year it was meant to happen in April last year um but obviously with everything it all got um postponed to um april this year and then towards the end of last year they made the decision to postpone it again which is actually why i ended up doing the comp because i was like well what Mm -hmm. else am i going to focus on for the first half of this year um so yeah i'll be completing my second marathon hopefully in september um oh my god that's exciting that's really exciting I'm hoping to at least improve. So when I did my first one, I was aiming for four and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it was 32 degrees oh and God. they ran out water. So I didn't have any water from mile nine. Um, so it was just, a, there was a whole manner of things that just didn't go that well. So I ended up doing it in just over five, I think, just over five. Um, so the aim is to get that 4.30 for, well, four hours to 4.30, I think. That's mm-hmm. my aim. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm in awe of anyone who does marathon running or, like, long distance running. Because it's just not, it's just not something I can ever get on board with. Like, I can run 5k. Um, well, I don't know if yeah. I can now. I used to be able to. Um, and I could probably run 10k. And I think physically I could do it. 
because I am oh, relatively fit I could train it's just I cannot stand running no I don't really enjoy running if I'm honest I just I, I don't know what it is I just can't push myself to do it like the thought of like the thought of going and running a marathon I'm just like oh no 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 so my brother-in-law is a big runner like huge runner and he's done like loads of half marathons he hasn't done a full marathon because my mother-in-law won't let him what and he's older than me he's 33 oh no he's 32 um so it's quite comical yeah um she's worried about him hurting himself which always makes me laugh um but he's done loads of like 10ks half marathons and we've been to all of them and just how he looks afterwards no (laughs) just can't be dealing with that um he is I'm always in awe of him when he finishes and does it and actually Ben's done a half marathon as well which is pretty yeah yeah my Ben um oh that's another thing when we say Ben we both have a Ben (laughs) we both have partners whose names are Ben (laughs) um so yeah he's the same he's like I'm not running like no I once got him and my first one to come on a six mile run with me and actually I learned a very harsh lesson that day in that at mile three he then moaned consistently for three miles about how awful running was (laughs) that is not what you want to hear no it's not what you want to hear because I'm not like I 100% you know, I agree with, oh, if you run, you're a runner. I get that 100%. But I wasn't built for running. I was built for lifting heavy, heavy stuff. I wasn't built for running. I'm not long and lean. I, I don't have those levers that help you with running. Um, yeah. Move a weight from one place to the other, fine. So it's not like I enjoy, I don't even know why I'm doing it. I'm talking myself out of it. Jesus. Um. I think it's another thing. It's one of those things that I just, I did my first one because I just, I get this bee in my bonnet that people think that you can't do them because you don't look like you're a runner. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think with you, you're a big driving force is that you want to prove people wrong of their misconceptions of fitness and people. And I know that's a big driving force for you, which the thing is I can understand, but obviously for me, I have more of a tra- sorry, more of a traditional body type of what people would say is fitness. Yeah. So it's it's not ever been like a, a thing to me until quite recently. So I mean I can I can empathize on it and I can understand why you want to do it. But I think up until probably the beginning of this year, I maybe didn't get it. Um, yeah, yeah. But I do understand why wanting to prove to people that you can do whatever you want to do it doesn't matter what you look like or who you are why that's so important yeah no definitely I think yeah it's a it's a weird drop yeah it's a big driver for me I, I think yeah it always has been um, well I mean if we want to go into the psychology of it it's probably because you were in a sport where most people are relatively small yeah I didn't look like anyone else that's no. a that's yeah. a whole other thing it's like yeah I never looked like the rest of the team and and I just always wanted to be and I spent so so long trying to change what I it was like um it's a really hard one to explain but like I spent so long rather than focusing what I was good on and putting and putting those skills that I had and what I was good at into making the best that I could be in my own way 
I just tried for years and years to change and be like everyone else and I was like I got into you know high level netball at like 15 and even like at 15 you don't really know who you are you just want to fit in and not be noticed really mm-hmm. so yeah was- I think we've both had very similar journeys on that I mean although I'm saying you know I don't necessarily have the issue with being categorized as not being fitnessy I think for me and because you're a new year older than me you'll understand this as well when we were 15 16 the body type was skinny like tiny tiny people who actually now are not tiny because it wasn't natural um and I like I've always struggled with that kind of element of things of you know trying to push myself into being something that I would never be because that's not my body type so although I don't I do understand what you're saying yeah I mean well size zero was the thing wasn't it yeah I mean it's it's actually crazy now to think like what was that like 14 years ago which really isn't that long people were obsessed yeah you wanted to be the smallest size you possibly could be yeah you literally wanted to eat nothing and be tiny and it was mad and it was mad yeah and like when I look back now and I see some pictures of people like I think the person that epitomizes it a lot for me is Misha Barton from the OC yes yes so I loved the OC like it was one of my favorite tv shows and I remember just thinking like I actually always liked Summer who was Rachel Bilson's character I liked her body type more I thought she looked better but I remember everybody always being like oh Misha Barton is incredible blah 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 blah, and just thinking like oh my god that's what I need to look like and I was just never gonna look like that considering I'm five foot two (laughs) but even Misha Barton doesn't look like that I know and like that's the thing that I find so crazy now is when you see her now she doesn't look bad but she's a lot bigger than she was and I think she's obviously it's just not natural and that I think that's what is so was such a big eye-opener for me was seeing that lots of those people that we thought were incredible and were like skinny and that was the body type now I'm like well they don't look like that so it's just unobtainable goals isn't it that's the problem yeah massively and I think we're getting we're getting to a good place now where there's a lot more more body shape diversity let's say yeah um, yeah back when we were kids it was kids kids um it was one shape basically there was no kim kardashians around <laughs> no um, kim Kane's uh, giving us a little bit of hope literally um but i think i think, was, I think... but even jayla was quite small I think that's the thing that like, everyone was like, oh my God, J-Lo's got an incredible bum. And I'm not, I'm not saying she doesn't, but she was still very, very slim. And it was just, I just remember it just being so frustrating that I couldn't lose weight. And I'm not going to go into what I ate when I was in sick form because it was literally yeah. like nothing. I would eat like one actual meal a day, which is just so not good for you. Like, I don't know how it was functioning. Yeah, literally. I worked at Topshop. There isn't, there isn't oh, more places you could work at than Topshop. When the Kate Moss range came out. Oh my God, yeah. Um, I physically couldn't fit in it because they didn't go above a size 12. Oh my God. And it's I just remember, mad, isn't it? It's just mad. And I remember like everyone that worked there was like getting the Kate Moss stuff. And 
I literally was like, I when this arrives, I have to fit into it. Like I have to fit into that. And yeah, like I just spent so many months just like not eating just so I could fit into a, a pair of bloody Cape Moss jeans because everyone at Cape like, Moss. <laughs> literally, like it's just it's sad, isn't it? The thing is, I'm laughing because I I just think I can't believe that we were tricked into thinking that this is what life is about. And it just annoys me so much because both of us have probably spent so many years being so, like, disheartened by this whole thing and so affected by it that, yeah, it just really annoys me. Literally, don't. That's why I always think, be the person I needed because Mm. I needed a me now, back then, because if I could go back and slap my younger self upside the head and be like, sort your life out, oh I'd be I couldn't even imagine what I'd look like now because I'd be so strong I have such big muscles it'd be ridiculous like I know I wish I could just go back and shake myself and be like look start doing this now because you'll be thankful in 10 years yeah trust me eat that bloody bagel because you bloody love it (laughs) I know just get just do just do what you love you know and I think it's I do know that lots of people have lots of struggles with social media and I'm not saying it's all good but it's been such a positive influence for me seeing so many different people and not just seeing what the media want you to see and I know like if like some places on Instagram people are like oh you know you only see one type and I do agree but if you seek out other accounts you can find better role models and I feel like my feed is quite diverse and I love that diversity so it's helped me no end yeah, I think people get very, like, narrow-minded and forget that actually, yes, there is an algorithm and all that jazz, but you are the, like, that's your space to carve out. You are the curator of your feed. Yeah, so exactly. Fill it with things that you want to see, because at the end of the day, like, Ben <laughs> Ben keeps saying to me that he's, he's, um, he's broken Instagram and, and now all he sees is puppies, because that's what he wants to see. <laughs> But I think that's the thing, like, you can find that diversity, like, I never find people through the explore page, because it is the same person over and over again. But if you follow the right people, you'll find other accounts through them. That And you can start following them. And I feel like that's what I've done this year is like, the more diverse people I've followed, the more diverse people I found through them. And that's what we all need to do is listen yeah, more to each other and not use your explore page because it is just the same person over and over I mean, again I never look on the explore page because I no, me neither yeah I only never. look for ideas for reels yeah literally oh my god what can I copy now um yes yeah, so, oh look that's fun <laughs> um okay then so your third and final goal for 2021 Rach what is it So I think for me, returning from maternity leave um, is quite scary and it is a bit nerve wracking when you're a woman, you've had quite a lot of time out of the office. So I'm setting myself a goal to try and get promoted this year or if it spills over to early 2022, that's fine. But I want to just go back into my job and do a good job and get recognised for that work because it is tough taking time out and getting back into it. And you do have different priorities, but actually my job and working is really important to me. So I really want to make an effort to do something good at work and yeah, get that promotion. Yeah. 
I think that's amazing. That's a great one. I think a lot of people, you know, don't expect. I mean, I maybe I'm like, don't mean correct me if it's wrong, but I think personally, I think in the kind of corporate business world, people don't expect women to come back from maternity leave a lot of the time at all. And then when they do, they don't expect you to want to go, you know, like, let's say balls to the wall and mm-hmm. go for it. I think that's so good because it's a, such a good example to set because, you know, I'm very different from Ben. Like, Ben's a builder and I'm the one that went to London and worked in the offices. So, mm-hmm. like, I love seeing more women like you that want to push for stuff. So, like, that inspires me to be better. Yeah, I think obviously traditionally for a lot of women they couldn't return to the office because of the inflexibility that it offers um I think the world that we live in now specifically because I so I work in finance which obviously is traditionally very male and then the other part of my job is IT which is also very male so um I actually work in two of the most male dominated industries um and I think it's only the last couple of years that I've seen people are really making an effort to try and be flexible and allow women to come back to work. And I think they're finally recognising actually that by not letting women come back, we're missing out on a huge chunk of the workforce that actually know what they're doing. And the thing is, a lot of the time, they find people who come back part-time are actually more productive because they have less time, so they just get on with things. Yeah. So like, and that I'm not just saying that about women. I think it's the same with men. Like, if you if you are part time, you generally just have more productivity because you feel like you don't have that time to you know yeah. wander That's to the kitchen, have a coffee. <laughs> That's what they say about the four day working week, don't they? Yeah. So it's it's sort of a similar to that in that you know if you've got less time, you're going to procrastinate less. So it's actually not letting these people come back is losing out on quite a, a large amount of productivity. And not just yeah. that, you need a diverse workforce to be able to function yeah definitely. businesses don't work if you have all of the same people there because you will keep coming to the same conclusion and eventually that conclusion will be wrong you yeah. need somebody who can look at it from a different viewpoint so in industries that are more male and have more male senior business partners they need yeah. to face they are starting to be a lot more understanding towards women and I think as well, we've got to thank COVID a little bit because yeah. it's going to change the face of the workforce forever, I think. so. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I started a new job in lockdown. I have not met a single person I work with face-to-face. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's um, the thing. It's just, it's going to change the way in which we all work because with the fact that there is potential for pandemics, people aren't going to be going into the office as much. I think we're going to be encouraging people to work from home more. And I think as well, having people working from home means you need to have more trust in your workforce. You need to trust that they are doing what they say they're doing. And I think that just breeds for more flexibility. So if you are mum or dad, whoever's, you know, the sort of primary carer, you may be needing a little bit of time off here and there. Your bosses are going to be more understanding because you've built up that trust, if you know what I mean. It moves away from the fact of, it's like bums on seats. I think that's kind of the more traditional way of thinking about it, that um, if you're there, you're working, but actually I could go to work and sit there for 12 hours and do less than somebody who's there for eight, you know what I mean? So I think it's um, moving away from that. 
Oh yeah, totally. I mean, <laughs> in my first ever office job, oh my God, we used to have a girl and we called her Bubble Pop Girl. <laughs> Bubble Pop Girl? Yeah, Why? Bubble Pop Girl. Because oh, it's in the game. That's the game. She used to just spend the whole day playing bubble pop on her, like, on her computer. What? I know, right? Just because she was in the office, like, office doesn't mean she was doing any work. And literally, we used to call her bubble, bubble pop girl. Because that's, and that's literally- the thing, like, I think a lot of the sort of old school thinking is that if you're there, you're doing work. And I think in the past, a lot of people have been rewarded for being there, like, just for being there. Like, you know, not, and now I think what's happened is because people are at home and you actually don't really know what they're doing. um, I think managers have had to realise that actually it needs to be about someone's work output rather than the fact that they're sat in the office. And I think that can only be a good thing for people who need more flexibility because you don't now need to conform to this idea that you have to be in the office to do well and I think that's a really good thing that could come out of Covid. Yeah massively. Also Um, sorry about that mini rant so a big part of my job before I left I was head of the gender diversity committee so um, this is like a huge huge passion of mine to do with uh, underutilizing women in the workforce. No I love it I love it I'm at work I'm um currently working with we're working with an agency called like the unmistakables um mm-hmm. you can go anyone can go look at them and basically that is what their job is is like we're working to be more diverse like not just genderly but like culturally as well and mm-hmm. um when you bring lots more people who come from lots of different cultures it means that you can start understanding you know especially for me because i work in social media those cultural moments that you know that I am not aware of or like am aware mm-hmm. of but don't understand so you know like I'll pick one off the top of my head like um Diwali for example like I don't mm-hmm. know anything about that so if I'm running a brand that has a a say in that we need to make sure that we have a very good cultural diversity in our team to understand the concept of it and learn and constantly be learning um yeah 100% so I worked so with the head of the cultural diversity group and um, the LGBTQ network. Um, I'm sure that was another one, but I've forgotten who they are. I'm sorry if you listen to this and I've forgotten you. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so I was a big part of our sort of diversity diversity and inclusion movement at work. Um, So it's something that's really, really important to me because if you've ever tried to work in a team with people who are exactly the same as you, it's actually really frustrating it's really frustrating and then as soon as you put somebody in who's like a little bit different it just is so much more interesting and just like and like you said but just learning about different cultures or different people's experiences is just fascinating to me so yeah I'm like that's why I sort of went off on that mini rant about no that's fine you rant that's why I'm here that's why we're here we're here to rant and to chat about things that we enjoy and are passionate about so yeah yeah diversity is a big thing for me and um I think things are moving in the right direction but we'll see we'll see what happens post-covid but I have a feeling that it's just going to shift the workforce yeah massively um that's exciting so I guess for me what's my last one this is a bit boring really 
Um, so my aim for this year is to obviously get married. Um, yeah. Hopefully, fingers crossed it happens. But um, also to finally become a homeowner. That is a big one for me. So exciting. A massive, massive one for me. So um, literally just grinding away, doing all the jobs I can um, to save, save, save. And I, and I know that's just something that comes with time, but really hoping that this year um, that all the stars align and we can, because obviously we came back from Australia last year and um, the plan was to, to try and sort it all out for, for this year, for 2020. Mm-hmm. but with covid we ended up obviously everything just got shut down and we ended up staying a lot longer where we were and it just didn't work out basically um and then obviously i got a new job so it was settling into that so this year yeah it's time for me and ben to grow up <laughs> and yeah, welcome to the big girl world yeah literally it's time to grow up so um yeah, yeah, two of my proudest moments. One is getting married, and the the other not not that these are my top two, but one of the other ones is buying our first house together. Um, yeah, it is incredible. It's just a feeling of having like your own space. Like I know, obviously, you get along really really well with your housemate. So before Ben and I moved out, we lived with his brother, who yeah. I am very very good friends with, and then one of my bridesmaids. Right. Um, who obviously wasn't a bridesmaid at the time, but she was my yeah. bridesmaid so we were all really close but it does get to a point where you just can't live with people anymore that whole experience of like I want to buy our first sofa and yeah yeah you know it's, I mean? it's really nice and I think as well it just gives you your own space and it's just a lot more freeing because it's like you can just do what you want to do and you just don't like you don't really need to think about other people and you know you can do what you want and I think that was a big thing for me was, you know, we finally got our own space, like just us yeah. two. And it's something you've got together as well. So I think that's really nice. So that's very, very exciting. And yeah. getting married. I mean, my yeah. wedding day is the second best day of my life. Oh, so. It's the first one, Evie, or meeting yeah. you. <laughs> meeting me, of course. <laughs> Evie's top ten. No, just, <laughs> just, um, ten. just in the top ten could be pushed out. <laughs> No, I do. Yeah, so obviously having Evie is was the best day of my oh, life. Um, amazing. I love that. I know it was horrible, but you know. Yeah, but the best. It's like um, everyone always says you just kind of forget about like the pain and everything because when you like finally get to like meet your child, it's just the most overwhelming emotion that's what my friend told me anyway um yeah so yeah and no I think some people get that sort of really like strong initial like bond um and I think for me it didn't really happen until the next day so she was born on the 16th and then I think on the 17th when we were like in the so I had a c-section so and because I had gestational diabetes before I gave birth so we had to stay in for a couple of days to check that she was okay um and when we when she came out she had to go in an incubator as well so that means she might be able to stay for another day um so I think when we were sort of in the cubicle by ourselves like on the ward and I think she was like asleep on me or something 
yeah. then it sort of clicked. So it wasn't like a straight away thing for me. I think because I had a C-section, obviously I just had major abdominal surgery. <laughs> yeah, right. I couldn't feel anything from my like stomach downwards. It was mm. all a bit weird. And I was sick a couple of times going back to the ward because um, of all the drugs. And I had like really yeah. bad shakes from it, which is normal. But um, like, it's really hard. Like, is it just a bit weird? Um yeah, yeah, I suppose you don't so. have that like moment to think when you're like so up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just a bit weird. It was a bit odd for me that first day. And then I think um so not to go too in depth why I had a C section, but basically I had been put in the wrong clinic and I should have been give I should have just had one anyway. So uh, I'd been in hospital for longer than I needed to be and I was really tired because I couldn't sleep. I was very uncomfortable because I was very, very large. Yeah. Um, and I was waiting for hours to get taken to um, like where I was going to be induced. So I, lit in, I was literally in the hospital for 16 hours waiting to move up. And it, it was just tiring. And yeah, yeah. so it had just been a really long day. I'd slept maybe like two hours. Yeah. So I was just really tired. So I think that's the thing. Like It was just for me, like I was just a bit out of it because you have just a lot of drugs, obviously. Everything. Yeah, so I'd had a lot of drugs. I was very tired. And I think by the next day, when I'd managed to actually sleep, um, I was kind of like, oh my God, I got a baby. Yeah. Were you, le- did they, you know, when you left, were you just like, mm-hmm. oh, take this baby now? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah they just release you into the wild no with gonna, your child. I was going to check and if they're just going to let me take this human. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit weird. So basically, like, for most people, they're really not in very long. So you just go back to the ward, you sort of have a little bit of recovery, and then as yeah. long as everything's okay, like a couple of hours later, they're literally just like, okay, well, bye then. Yeah, right. See you later. Um, obviously, for us, we were in a couple of days, and we had extra help from the nursery nurses because of the diabetes, so they have to check that your baby doesn't have it. Yeah. So we had, like, extra care. So we actually had quite a lot of people around us, um, which was a godsend. Like, right. Um, I know people don't like being in hospital, but actually for me, being in there for those couple of days was a bit of a relief. Um, yeah, save you some time. Yeah, it just meant that we had people around us to, like, help and, mm. you know, to, like, help us learn a little bit. But, um, yeah, then literally, so on the Wednesday, they were like, okay, so um, I think they just, did they just go through a checklist or something? Not as in, like, is the baby okay? But I think they just went over, like, a few things. And Come then... Back. Well, and then Ben had to go get the car seat. We put her in it, and then it, that was it. Oh, what? oh my god! And literally, yeah. like, yeah, got in the car. We drove home. We got home. We put her on the table in the car seat, and we're like, right, here <laughs> we are. Was... I think we got back, and I was like, Evie, this is where we live. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's yeah, so it's a bit weird, but um, sorry, we've gone on to talk about me. Yeah, no, it's fine. The point of that was me saying that, yeah, literally, like my wedding day was up there. It was incredible. So you're just going to have the best time. Um, yeah, well, hopefully it happens. Um, it's meant to be August. So I think Ben and I have decided anyway, like, regardless of COVID, we'll mm-hmm. just go ahead and get married in August anyway. If we can have everyone there and have a big party, then fantastic. If we can't, then we'll just save that money and have a massive, massive party when we can. I think that's what we've decided. Um, yeah, I think that's the best way to do it. I mean, you, I just the way I see it now is you just can't keep putting your life on hold for COVID because 
God knows what's going to happen. I'm sure by 2022, things will be as normal as they can be. But it's like, do yeah. you want to wait for that to be husband and wife? You may as well just do it now and then have a huge party. Yeah, I mean, it's the party bit that we all care about, really, isn't it? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that's the bit that will that will, will be the bit that everyone makes it when everyone's having a drink and a dance and whatever. So we'll just do that separate and then I'll just make everyone like watch my wedding video. Yeah, um, I mean, we had quite a big wedding um, with lots of people because we, we got married in a church. Oh, not the getting married mm. in a church means that you have to have loads of people, but we did. Um, yeah. And actually like that was, if people hadn't have been there, it wouldn't have mattered like it was really special yeah. just having like the like and you don't I didn't really like notice the other people um so yeah, it was right. like quite a big thing for me yeah like just it just felt like it was sort of me and them which was quite nice and then obviously yeah. like the huge party afterwards so I think if you did do it by yourself it's really not bad yeah it'll be fine whatever it is um yeah, but we have had a right old convo I've loved it actually loved it um so there are goals for this year and to kick start for Jan mm-hmm. 2021 um we'd love to hear your goals obviously um as well and hopefully you've enjoyed our little convo together um I think maybe we do our next episode why don't we do it on food then Rach next week yeah 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 I think that's a good we'll one do- um I think as well there'll definitely be one in there about staying motivated because Rachel and I have lots of opinions on motivation um (laughs) which we will obviously share with you but thanks for listening to the first episode of Strong Girls Club um make sure you follow us on Instagram so you can follow us at Strong Girls Club or I'm on at Dreams and Dumbbells and mine is at Rachel B. Simons, and Simons is spelled S Y M O N S. And you can catch us next week. Make sure to subscribe um, and share with your friends and let us know if you've listened um, and anything you want us to cover. Yeah, let, let us know of any good topics we can talk about. Definitely. Um, some will be fitness based, but don't have to be fitness based. Like it's nope. about being strong in general. So um, it can be anything at all. Let us know. Um, we will catch you later um, and speak soon. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. Oh, God, I've lost my mouse now. Hold on. There we go. Hey guys, it's Amy here and welcome to the first episode of The Strong Girls Club with me and Rachel. Make sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Strong Girls Club. I hope you enjoy this episode, um, which is all around our goals for this year. Um, and let us know what you think. Cheers! <laughs>